You're listening to the City World Radio Network, high-definition digital radio broadcasting from the city to the world, www.cityworldradio.com. Welcome to Morph Mom Moments. For the, those of you just joining us, we're a few minutes late, and you might have heard an introduction about a prior show. Disregard that, because now we're live at 7.05, and it's a very exciting night tonight. I have two amazing girls with me tonight, or women now. Uh, I've got Emma Ruck, and I've got Gracie Chambers. And our discussion tonight is going to be a little bit different than our general uh, talk about what moms are doing right now. Because my guests tonight are both 21 years old and are just killing it in the world. And we're going to talk more about how millennials are sort of changing the rules. And how about that being a bit of an example to us when we face certain obstacles that we as moms face every single day. Um, Before I go into a further introduction, those of you joining us tonight for the first time, this is Morph Mom Moments. I'm Kathleen Smith. I founded Morph Mom about six years ago. I'd been a prosecutor for a long time, had three kids. Couldn't go back after that. Had no idea what to do. So I decided rather than trying to reinvent the wheel, I was going to go out and find women that were doing it, had already done it, and could tell us what to do. Steps that they took, how they did it, what worked, what didn't work. So onward and upward. I decided how do I go about and find these women. I created a website. I grabbed a camera. I grabbed a tripod and I started traveling around the country. I started in California and I worked my way back to New Jersey and we've accrued about 800 interviews, video interviews over the past six years of women. Some are moms, some are not moms, some worked, some never worked, who's just sort of shared stories about how they did what, how they how they are where they are and how they got there and the steps that they took and how to connect with others out there looking to do something similar to what they're doing now. So it started with a website and that's morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com. We now have this radio show every Thursday night, which is so fun, which is also a podcast on iTunes. So if you've missed a show or you need to listen to it again, join us on Morph Mom Moments on iTunes podcast. We do conferences around the country. We do cocktail parties around the country. We have classes. We just have a huge potpourri of things and hopefully something for everyone, connecting women. And that's our, our goal, and that's what we try and do at all times. Um, so without further ado and without having to hear me anymore talk about Morph Mom, I am thrilled to introduce my guest tonight, first of which, Emma Ruck, who I, I have to be honest, is a Morph Mom intern this summer, and it is so exciting because we're going to talk about what we just did coming in here, which is why we were five minutes late. Um, Emma, welcome. Thank you. And I'm excited to be here. And Gracie Chambers, who's one of Emma's friends. Both girls go to University of Texas, and they're going into their senior years, and both are interning in New York City this summer. And what I'm going to do is we'll start, Emma, I'm going to start with you and sort of tell us a little about, bit about yourself and how you ended up with the internship you have now with Morph Mom and how you're moving on to another internship, although I'm going to try very hard to not allow that to happen, <laughs> make you stay with me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of what you're thinking going into senior year of college. Okay, so um, I will be a senior at the University of Texas, and I love it there. And so this summer, I'm interning with Morph Mom for the month of June. And I kind of got this through a mutual friend, just um, happened to find it somehow. And it's been so fun so far. We've done um, a lot of fun things, and there's a lot of fun things in the work. And um, starting in July, I'm interning for RBC Capital Markets. So that's going to be very different from what I'm doing now, which makes the summer even more fun. But it's been really fun in the city so far, and I'm excited for everything to come. That's amazing. And, and thank you for saying that, that it makes it this <laughs> true or not true. Thank you for saying it. Okay, Gracie, so t- come a little bit closer and tell us about yourself and sort of your how you ended up in New York right now as well. Yeah, so, well, Emma and I have talked about this for months coming to New York this summer. Um, both of us are kind of doing it as a trial run to see if we want to come out here later um, after college. So I'm also a senior at the University of Texas in Austin, and I'm a marketing major. So I'm interning for Tiffany & Co. right now in their communications and marketing for high jewelry, which has been so fun. I've only been doing it for a week and a half now, but it has been so fun. Um, We're both getting a taste of the city and loving it, so we're happy to be here. 
So I guess I'll start with a very basic question. What is it like coming into New York City for an internship and sort of living here? And has it been an easy adjustment so far? Yeah, I mean, it's it's different. Both it's, of us have yeah. been here several times before just visiting. So it is different living here and actually feeling like a local. Um, but it's been it's been fun. We both were in Europe last summer. So we've kind of done the live in a different place deal. But this is obviously more familiar to us yeah I think like one thing we've realized is everything is it's so different than just getting in your car and driving like to the grocery (laughs) store you know it's everything's kind of a hassle here but it's it's (laughs) more fun that way I don't know it's just it's so different for us I feel like which is good different in a good way yes for sure so you guys are both from Texas as well and going into senior year at UT is it common for kids to come come to New York to come to the city for an internship yeah um I'd say it's really common but you also have to really like want to do it Mm -hmm. you have to be able to go out and find an internship and a place to live and a lot of people always say like oh I want to be in New York for the summer then never like take any steps to do it and so we actually did it and we're here now and I know there are a ton of moms and recent graduates out there trying to figure out how did you get the housing in New York and how do you only get it for three months Oh, yeah. I'll give that credit to my mother. She's <laughs> she is a genius on VRBO and Airbnb. So that's how we found our apartment. A lot of people do the NYU dorms, um, which is a great way to do it. But my mom found this apartment on VRBO and we were basically just renting it for two and a half months. So it was a little too easy. <laughs> and for those out there curious that are coming from afar, was it furnished? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. totally furnished. Um, the guy who kind of works in a unit a few below us and manages the building is awesome so it's it's been easy um totally furnished you know all the utilities are paid through the owner and it's great so let's talk about why so as as i mentioned emma's now my a new intern with morph mom and it's really really exciting and what's really exciting is that i get a fresh perspective and a young set of eyes to look at what we're doing and to give me ideas and to create and to just sort of expand what we're doing to be more appealing to a broader audience um and actually before we go into that emma we what we did today was and you will all hopefully be signing up for morph mom so you can receive a newsletter that we're going to be coming up with and it will be very much content based but one of the things that we did today and emma and i'll let you sort of explain what it was and how the idea sort of came to be yeah um okay so today we went around New York in the Battery Park City area and we had this huge um not huge medium-sized podcaster thing where we literally put Kathleen's phone in it it has this microphone it's great um and we went around and just found random moms on the street and so it took a few tries definitely some people turned us down (laughs) but um we just went up to them and asked them questions like how do they how do they do it and do you do it do you not give like what tips can you give us advice anything funny stories and we really got a good mix of different moms that are working have old kids young kids and they just told us how they do it and what I thought was so interesting and sort of leads us into why I thought today would be a great conversation was so we were talking to moms who now presumably are Gen X or like maybe a little bit younger than that, but for the most part sort of grew up in a very different time than you guys are growing up in. Very, very different. And we were talking about this earlier. So when I went to school, you sort of kind of knew what you were going to do and you kind of had to. It wasn't that you didn't come out of college with many options. You came out sort of knowing what you were going to do with the intent of succeeding and going down that path. And I feel, and again, I have a 22-year-old daughter, and we're talking about this, that it just seems like there's a new set of rules with your age group, with millennials, sort of that you're not bound by some restriction of that when you come out, this is the path you have to take. Or, or is, is that how you feel? How do you guys feel? When I came out of college, it was sort of like, this is the path, and I've got to go forward on that path. I feel like it's pretty open for us. I mean, just with social media and technology, we have access to so many more resources on how to find jobs or internships or kind of explore our options and look on LinkedIn and see, oh, this person did the job that I think I want to do, but that doesn't look like what I want to do five years from now. Um, so that's been a big part of it, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, I'd say we have a lot of more resources now in just um, talking to people. Like for us, it was going up to 
people that we knew that had lived in New York previously and asking them how they did it, just getting advice or even, yeah, like social media, like, yeah, it definitely has its downfalls, but this is a way that we like truly benefit off of it, I'd say. That's interesting, right? Because, you know, way back when, a <laughs> like long, long time ago, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have phones. We didn't have any of this. So it's sort of, we had encyclopedias and we'd pay phones and we had things. You guys probably like, what are you saying? What does that even mean? <laughs> but that's right. I guess now through social media, you can see how many opportunities there are. And I guess your connection base is just so much broader than ours could ever have been. Yeah. So going into senior year, like, do you feel even like declaring a major now? I wonder if that's different than what it was back when we were declaring, because it sort of was with the intent of, again, following that path. And that major sort of had to fit into that one path you were going on. Do you guys feel like that now? I mean, Um, I would say so in a way. I mean, you can change it around, I feel like, a lot easier now. But I at least kind of knew the genre of you know, careers that I wanted to do, but, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's different for everyone. Yeah. And especially at Texas, you have to like, whenever you apply, you declare a major, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Right. Oh, really? So it's like, you're a senior in high school. You're like, I have no idea what I want to do, but I think it's also good in a way. So it's like, even if you do change, you got a taste of something different, you know, you get to I mean, I've been in my major the entire time, but you can, like, other people get to kind of see two different Mm -hmm. things. And, I mean, you don't have to do what your major is, you know? Which is so free. Like, it's just, it's just so different. Because, like I said, my generation was sort of like, well, yes, I'm an English major because I'm going to be a lawyer. So I need that. Like, there were certain majors you took to go in that path. But you weren't thinking that two years out, I may be somewhere else. Or six months out, I can just switch. You never sort of felt that freedom that I think you guys have now and you've earned and you can have it, I guess. Cause like you said, cause of social media and cause it's all, it's technology based now. It's just so different than it used to be. So another way, which came up, why, how I think, you know, millennials sort of changing the rules and changing the game. One very fascinating story is Gracie is going to share with us today is another way was very linear. So you went to school you got your degree, maybe you got your next degree, and then you started your business, and then you sold your business. Well, Gracie did it backwards. <laughs> Gracie in high school started her business, sold her business, and then went to college. Fascinating. So tell us, Gracie, about this entire journey you've already been on. It's sort of that we could never even imagine in high school, much less in college. Okay, well, it does go back to the social media thing. I've always been kind of entrepreneurial. My dad's an entrepreneur, and... Um, I started a jewelry company and I was in fifth grade and my only clients were my family. <laughs> but um, I've always just kind of been a big idea girl. And through social media, I was able to literally in the summer going into my junior year in high school, start this clothing line. And for all of you New Yorkers listening in, it's a little bit of a Southern Texas thing. Um, but about six years ago, Southern t-shirts for Southern Marsh, Southern Tide, also like Seaside, Florida, Austin, Texas had them with Keep Austin Weird. A lot of people had City Pride t-shirts that were not what you find in the airport. They were actually t-shirts that you wear around. Um, So just came up with this idea and was like, well, let's see if we can get some traction out there and came up with some designs and posted them on Instagram before I had even printed anything. I hadn't even, I mean, this was in 24 hours. I was like, we'll just do this posted on Instagram, followed people, and kind of got some traction. People were like, where is this real? Where can I buy this? Let me back up a little bit. When you said, like, post it on Instagram, so where were you even, like, how do you design something to even put on Instagram? Well, my uncle is a graphic designer, so he had kind of trained me just throughout my childhood. I'm a big computer girl, and so I had some graphic design background literally on my couch in the summer and just kind of threw together some designs and posted kind of mock-ups basically of t-shirts on the instagram so they were not in any way real t-shirts um so yeah literally uh, it was just photoshop images basically that i posted so you start posting and again for all the moms and the older generation we have no (laughs) idea so not only are you telling us about something you did that long ago but you're teaching us because we have no idea how to do this (laughs) so now you've got the images and now you said you didn't put them on your own Instagram. What Instagram? No. But did you put them on? Like, how do you then go about doing that? I started. A, it's called the Fort Clothing. Is what the company was called. Fort Worth people call it the Fort. So 
that was kind of where the name I wanted to be able to maybe one day expand it to other cities so I didn't want it to have Fort Worth in the name and um so yeah I posted on the Fort Clothing Instagram and started following people around Fort Worth and kind of got my traction that way which I mean it it's literally the foundation that I started my company on, which is crazy. <laughs> it is. It's wild. So at that point, you didn't have an LLC yet. And first of all, no. I can't even believe that as a high schooler, I had you were able to figure all of this out. <laughs> like, I am, how old am I? I can't figure this out. But that, so at this point, you're just the name and you're throwing things out there. Right. Okay, so kind of tell us what happened. So gained the traction. People kind of got excited about it. And so I had about five designs at the beginning and printed about 20 t-shirts of each and started a website and just kind of put it out there and the 20 desi- or twenty um, shirts sold so fast. And I was like, okay, so this is actually a real deal. Um, and then just over the course of two and a half years, it grew into we moved on from t-shirts to golf pillows, croquis, koozies, tank tops, um, trying to think what else, baseball hats. We had everything. Um, but yeah, it took off really fast. We, I, Looking back, I did things backwards in the company, too. I started the LLC a little late and, you know, financially had to catch up after it grew to a lot bigger company than I thought it would. Were you posting online? Like, how were people able to shop for what you were coming, your creative I started a website um, so people could order through the website. And I sold online for about five months before I moved into – when I sold it, I was in five retail stores. So (laughs) – Okay, how old were you? I was, I guess I was 16 when I started it. So, yeah, 16. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, you, now you, you figure out how to get into retail stores, and you figure out how to get it online and how to sell it. Yes. You have an LLC, you come up with a name, and you trademarked it. Right. And did anyone help you figure all this out? My dad did help me with, he set me up with a lawyer and told me, you know, how to do this, how to pay my taxes, and... So that was a big help for sure because I had no idea. Now that I'm in business school, I look back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what were you doing? (laughs) But, um, yeah, my dad was a huge help, which was awesome. So a lot of the morph moms that we talk to and your moms, you know, more that age group, and I speak to a lot of moms around the country, and one of the biggest obstacles is the fear. And first of all, how do I start? What's the first step? And what I love about your story, and which I think is why it's so important that we can learn from you guys, is that you just did it. There was no worrying. Like, you caught up. Like you said, you caught up with the LLC. You caught up down the road. But you just went out there and put yourself out there. And I think that's a huge lesson that we could take from your age group right now because it's terrifying. It's, it's really scary to go out there. You, you guys wouldn't understand. But having been home with kids for a really long time and sort of – I'm sure you guys feel like this about your moms. Like, they're sort of – you know they're there for you at all times and their own identity sometimes is hard to distinguish and then to just put yourself out there it's terrifying and to have that sort of confidence would be just astounding do you feel you still have that level of confidence like if you were to start something today I do um for sure and I don't know if that's just my nature or if that's kind of a millennial thing but I feel like we've all growing up been encouraged to go do our own thing you know you can do anything that you put your mind to and my parents have raised me like that and I know Emma's parents have too um and even in school I feel like schools are really pushing be an entrepreneur if you have an idea here are your connections go do it um which is cool well I feel like Emma has 100% exhibits that sort of confidence or exudes that confidence as well so for those of you joining us Emma is a Morphum intern for this month and I just love that Emma so Emma was connected to me through a mutual friend and Emma reached out, out of the cold, like like just with no hesitation whatsoever, but with the most, you were absolutely kind and, and, and you know, behaved perfectly on the phone, but you definitely were like, I'm ready, I want to do this. So I knew you wanted it, but I just loved that your tenacity to come and say, this is what I'm willing to do, this is what I'd like to do, and I'm, I'm willing to do anything you want me to do. And I don't know if it's that, e- like back then, I don't know if I could have done that. I don't know if I had the strength or the courage to to just put myself out there. So were you, what was it like to just call me out of the blue and say, I want to do this? I feel like, I mean, I definitely, I learned that from my uncle who has helped me just kind of with this whole New York thing. He's like, don't be afraid, New York people, just people up there in the North, just go straight for it. Tell them what you want and 
that just is like the confidence is key or whatever so and I feel like especially just trying to find something in New York I was like I mean I don't know this person and if she doesn't respond who cares you know which is the best thing you can do right not worry about the failure yeah sort of just like you put yourself out there and you would learn from it so mm -hmm. if something doesn't work you move on yeah and when you like were you again lessons for moms out there trying to figure out how to take that next step or that first step like were you nervous when you made like what were you thinking when you made that call also not just that I didn't you didn't know me but like what were you prepared to sort of say or to do if it, if the opportunity arose um yeah I mean I wasn't like I'm not the type of person to get nervous or anything like that I was just I needed something to do and I was willing to help you with really anything and I mean it's just such a learning opportunity for me also because it's I mean I feel like any opportunity you get you learn something different even if it's if I were doing this for a different company I would learn something completely different which is the cool part also I think which is the genius part of what you guys come into things with is you're Mm -hmm. not just doing it to do it the thought of going in to take something away from it is huge absolutely huge Mm -hmm. so Gracie I want to go back to you for a second so we we got as far as which I still can't wrap my arms around the UNLC and a trademark and we're in five retail stores with this company in high school how do you decide it's time to sell and how do you go back to selling a company well um so I knew it was going to be a challenge going into college with a company that was based in Fort Worth um and luckily I have a great family my sister helped me out this was all in the basement of my house I had all the inventory down there I had my little office spent some dark hours in the basement but um, my parents would be folding T-shirts down there. My sisters would be folding T-shirts and helping me with everything, which was great. Um, but I just realized once I got to college, originally I went into college thinking I could keep it. And I fell in love with UT and Austin and my friends and school. And I really wanted to be able to be present and invest mm-hmm. in that. And as much as I loved this company, it wasn't something that I saw myself doing after college. If it was, I might have kept it. But I realized someone else can take this farther than I could right now because I couldn't give it the time that it needed. And so actually the person who bought it was one of the owners of a retail store that I sold to. And um, I had a few, I kind of sent it around. I had a few different offers and um, I liked his because he um, had two high school kids and he saw the value of owning a company Mm -hmm. in college or in high school and learning from that and learning how to take the responsibility of it. And so those kids kind of took it from there it's just again it's amazing so what do you think okay so looking back which is just so funny again it's reverse order you've had this company and (laughs) sold it and then gone to school looking back are there things you would have done differently so now that you you go to your next careers or something you've learned that maybe you did something you would have done differently or or will do differently in the future oh absolutely (laughs) everything I, I mean I've just I've learned so much in school that would have made my life a lot easier. But I learned so many different lessons through it, doing it the hard way, that I don't think I would necessarily change that. But um, I am now that I'm actually having an internship. I'm working for someone else. One owning the company helped me narrow down what I really want to do because I could look at all the parts of a business because I was doing all the different aspects of it, and I found the spot that I enjoyed most. Um, and I appreciate working for other people and being able at five o'clock to walk away and (laughs) not be laying there at midnight thinking about your company. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, I learned a lot and there was a lot that I would go back and change, but the whole idea of it, the learning opportunity, I wouldn't change that. So Emma, could you see yourself ever starting a company, like based upon what Gracie's saying, what does that make you feel like in the future? Starting something on your own or working with others? Like what is... Well, actually, me so me and Gracie were talking. We were like, we should just start a company. We can do it. And so you're we saying, you know, we're on Morphom today. Morphom Moments. Five years later, you're going to have us back with our own company. Please, please do that. I love that. That's going to be a five-year anniversary with what yeah, you're going to do. Exactly. Okay, so you're looking into the future. What is something you could see yourself doing? Oh, gosh. Um, I feel like that's what this summer's for for me. It's... Do I want to stay in New York or do I not? Um, Do I like what I'm doing? Do I want to change? You know, I feel like it's this summer is going to help me a lot with that. And Gracie, how do you feel about it? So you know you probably don't want to, or right now, you want to work for others and sort of in one area. 
Can you see that maybe evolving down the road if you had partners and you weren't alone? Yes, for sure. I mean, I that's the way I'm wired. I will probably start something soon, but um, I'm enjoying working for other people right now. And same thing with Emma. I mean, this is a very experimental summer for me with the same, you know, New York and also what I want to do. I'm a marketing major and that's a very wide, you can do so many things with it nowadays. And I have no idea what within marketing I really want to do. I'm interested in a lot of different things. So I think a lot of what Emma said is true for me too. You know, this summer we'll probably come out with a lot more clarity on what we want to do. So as we're looking at your age group, just in awe of your courage and your confidence and to go out there, when you look at your moms and the moms around you, so are there questions you would have for us, like about what we went through? I don't know. Is there something when you look at us and think, wow, I'd be interested to see how they did this or why they did this? Is there anything that you guys think about? Um, I mean, I definitely like think it's very like courageous whenever moms go out and start their own company. Um like you, for example, just, I mean. Okay, that was a good answer. <laughs> she got no, she gets best intern. <laughs> um, I mean, no, that's a lot. That's a huge step, I'd say. You know, it's whenever you have kids and it's, you don't, you want to be there with them, but it's also you want to do something on your own. You know, that's a huge step to take. And so I think that's really awesome whenever people can do that. It's scary. Yeah. It's a really scary step to take because you want to be there for your kids and you want to be you want to figure yourself out at the same time. And Emma, you said your mom works Mm -hmm. and, but she hasn't, has she always, she, she was a teacher until the day I was born. And then she became a travel agent. Like, I don't like eight years ago. I have no idea when I was in like middle school, I think the end of middle school, high school. Um, but like, it's very part time. So, I mean, she used to not work in the summers really. And I mean, now that, there's only one kid at home. She works right. more, but it's because she can. And she doesn't feel like she's missing out on us. And how do you feel about your, like, are you so proud of your mom that she's able to do this? Like, do you see, like, this confidence in her that you could see yourself being like that someday? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's the type of person that she just can't sit around. Right. So that's, I knew she'd go back to doing something someday. And she'll she'll work until, like, she wants to, as long as she wants to. Right. Which is, like, awesome, I think. And can you see, so yourself someday in the future, and I know it's a very hard thing to see. Like, I thought I would just be a lawyer forever and never stop, and then life happens. But when you look forward and you're planning, do you see maybe kids in the future and working, or do you see, do you just keep those in two separate sort of cabinets? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I see, like, just from seeing my mom, like, quitting and then, like, raising us and then working again, and, like, she loves her job, and it's just like the perfect job for her lifestyle and having kids and traveling all the time. Like she loves it. So, I mean, I could see myself doing something like that, just kind of switching gears totally, which is really fun, I think. And Gracie, how do you feel? Or, or do you? You may not even be thinking that far ahead, but. Yeah, I mean, I I hold the same thoughts as Emma. My mom, um, kind of same deal. She worked until she had me and I have two younger sisters and one of them is leaving the house this year. She'll be at UT with me in the fall. And so she'll have one left. And my mom has always been, you know, being a mom is the best job in the world. And she has given us everything and her whole time and attention. And just the past year, she's taken on, she likes to work. She's always been kind of, you know, encouraging us to be strong yeah. women and go out and do stuff in the world. And she has taken on the job of volunteer coordinator for a low income school in Fort Worth. And while it's not paid, it, it's a full-time job that's where she spends all her time at home and also there um which is cool because she loves it and you know um I'm kind of the same way I I think that I love how my mom was there for us and um and she luckily like not all moms have the luxury of doing that and she did and she did a great job with it but I also know that she loves to work so I'm interested to see too when my little sister Vivian goes off to college what she'll do when she's an empty nester but I could see myself doing the same thing, you know, working, and I would love to be able to give my kids the time, but I also, I'm the same way. I like to do stuff. I feel like I'm going to want to do something, and but it, it would be fun to own a company with Emma or a friend or do something that make, it's fun and it makes us happy, but it's still a job. So it's funny, we're saying, so you said there are a lot of entrepreneurial classes that they're encouraging now. So, and I know this is a hard thing to, like, again, when we 
many, many, many eons and decades ago came out of school. There was nothing about entrepreneur. It was you were going to work for somebody or in a company. Is that something? So you're saying that you're working in a company now trying to get the feel for it. But um, do you, when you look at something, would you rather, or I don't know if there's, if this is a preference or if you think about this, is it more exciting for you to be in something that's already existing or something that could be a startup that you could be a part of? And I don't know if that even makes a difference to you guys. I'm just curious. Um, I think for me, that's kind of what this summer is about too, to kind of explore both sides of it. And I do have the side that not a lot of people have. I have seen what it's like to own your own company and do a little bit of everything, which I do like, because I like a lot of different things. Um, so it has been interesting working in one department, kind of doing similar things every day of a brand that's been around for years, hundreds right. of years. And, um, but it's still exciting because they're still changing and they're evolving and, I do think realistically down the road I will like to be, if it's not my own company or a company with a friend working in a smaller company where you can do a lot of different things, but that's just a personal preference, I feel like. Emma, how about you? What do you or it, again, you may not know yet. I mean, I think it'd like be fun to do both. You know, yeah. just, I mean, I, I can't go out and like start a company right now. <laughs> I would not know where to begin, but... Are you kidding? I've seen you in action today. I think you could go talk to <laughs> anybody. Um, no, but I think it's just, like, fun. It would be fun to, like, see just different sides of everything. Like, I mean, most people start out normally in a bigger company, and then you would work your way down. But, I mean, we'll see. How about, like, your friends that you go to school with? Do you see a, a movement towards either one? Do you see, like, a group that really is just focused on starting their own? Or do you think it's mostly I'm gonna put my I'm gonna dip my toe in a couple things and then get going? Um, I feel like most of our friends kind of want to dip your toes and yeah. experiment. I mean, everyone kind of we do have some big idea friends who they have ideas and they we talk about it. But I think all of us see the value in exploring all the different options before yeah. we really. Yeah, I feel like most of our friends, that's what they're doing this summer is seeing what they mm -hmm. like, where they want to be, and just experimenting. So is there something out there? And again, we always think you guys are fearless. Like nothing scares you. And again, that's the lesson we need to be because we have a lot of fear. Is there something out there that scares you? And it may not, but going into all of this. I mean, definitely. But I feel like it's like what... I mean, if something happens, it happens. There's nothing you can do. I don't know. That's just how I am. I feel like, like yeah, it's intimidating, but it's not like I can control that. It's just how it is. I agree. I feel like that's kind of a who we, Em and I, are very similar in that way. Um, Graduating is a little scary because yeah. you don't know where you're going to be. But, <laughs> that's a little. Um, well. Yeah, I feel like we're both kind of, we'll see where life takes us. But you're not afraid that, like, you know, failure is an obstacle to many people. Or it can be a huge life-changing thing that gets you initiated and back up on your feet and going the right direction. So, I don't know, d does that scare you down the road, like starting something that may not work? Um, I mean, I feel like it's inevitable to happen. That's a genius way to look at <laughs> you it. You know? Right? I mean, it just and, is. And, and I don't think it's a pessimistic way. And not, it might not be a huge failure. It could be something tiny that really isn't a failure but you think it is yeah. it's how you learn I don't understand how you guys are this wise this again with the company that you've already sold and Emma B, I mean I, the wisdom that comes from you guys is just astounding and like I said I wish at our age that we could feel like that but fear fear of failure is a huge obstacle for moms and women our age because it just I don't know how we'll overcome how will we get back up again and I love that both of you sort of think well of course, it's inevitable. There will be some, there are going to be obstacles. There are going to be stumbling blocks. And it is what it is. It's in no way stopping me from going ahead. So what, on the other hand, excites you the most about starting, you know, what, upon graduation about starting in this world? Like, what is exciting to you about that? Um, I mean, the thing that I'm most excited for is just like a chain and I mean I love college I really don't <laughs> kind of sad that we're seniors but I mean I think it's just going to be really fun to like get out into the real world mm -hmm. real world and see what I actually like to do and see what I'm really good at and the, like what I can build a career from in the same way I've even I, I've only been in my internship for a week and a half but I've learned 
so much about myself and what being in a big corporate environment's like. And I'm excited for the same thing, kind of for a change. And it's going to be sad to leave all of our friends. And But it'll be fun to, I think both of us kind of want to go somewhere different and just get out of our comfort zone a little bit. Um, yeah. But again, what you said, probably social media keeps you guys together a lot sure. more yeah, than, yeah. like, again, going back to the old people. Like, that was it. You gra- like, we're lucky yeah, we have photographs mean, from back then. Like, any documentation that we were there. It was just such a different world. Like, you left and that was, like, it. But I feel like nowadays yeah. you leave and you're on so- – like, you're immediately yeah, connected yeah, the like second you leave. Yeah, like, group texts or anything. Right. FaceTime Emma on my way yeah. to work every day if I want to. <laughs> yeah. So you could see yourself potentially coming to New York. And do you find many – like, we were talking about this, other kids from UT coming out here to New York. Are there other alum of UT that you've met up with that are, have experienced New York and have decided to stay? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's definitely people out here, but it's it's not a lot. But it's, I feel like, kind of the same type of people. The people that, like, they tried it out for a summer and loved it and, like, made the decision to come out here. And they might stay for two years or they might live here forever. But, um, I mean, yeah, there's a, a handful of people, I'd say. There's a pretty good, I feel like, state of Texas. Maybe not directly UT, but... Yeah, there's a group out here that are from Texas, which is fun. And I'm sure this is a very broad question, but what do you find, like, what are the differences between living in Texas and in New York? Oh, there's a lot. A lot. <laughs> the grocery store is a big thing. Yeah, the grocery store is <laughs> the carrying grocery your store. groceries. It's yeah. a hassle, waiting in the line. Oh, my gosh, yeah, the lines are, are so long. Work. Here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Compa- there, there aren't the lines in Texas. I mean, there no, are lines, I mean, but, but not like, like, like this. three people, two people. Oh, that's so funny. You just get in your car and go home. You don't have to carry the bags. And <laughs> yeah. It's a little, it's a full outing. Yeah. I Yeah. To do anything, just to run an errand is like a trip. Oh, that's so interesting. As a, as a former resident of Texas, I can confirm this. <laughs> and that was <laughs> Preston. You. Preston, our producer. You confirm that? <laughs> Very. Uh, wait, Preston, I'm just curious. When did you live in Texas? What years? Um, interestingly enough, when I was 21, I, I lived in Texas, uh, a small town called McAllen down in the Rio Grande Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was just playing music. I was doing my thing. And yeah. you decided was, to cool. come back to New York? Well, I was living across the country at the time. Yeah, I was just kind of hopping around, just trying to find my place and everything. And, you know, I guess New York City came calling back. So, yeah. That That's so interesting. Can you relate then to what Emma and Grace you're talking about? Like this kind of de- like deciding... It's quite a contrast, I would say. I mean, you know, the the I don't want to say slower pace, but more of a laid back sort of pace, yeah. you know. But whereas I, I guess I'm a New Yorker at heart, I, I like to just get up and go and get things done, and you know, just you know, don't wait around or I don't know. This the this is a difference in you know the way people approach life and different moods and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Now, okay, let me ask you guys a question. Let's say you find you ultimately miss the way of life in Texas, but what you're doing in New York is only in New York. What decision do you make then? Do you go with sort of the career or the entrepreneurial dream and sort of sacrifice the way of life? Or would you give that up to go back to, and again, you're young, but I don't just think about it now. Would you go back to the way of life? I think we've thought about that a lot while we've been out here. And I feel like both of us, and I can speak for myself, what I really am interested in is fashion. And if I want to be on the business side of fashion, there's no better place to do it but New York. Um, but I, I still will say that when I have a family, I want to raise them in Texas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have no say in that. You know, who knows what will happen down the road. But I do love that way of life, at least later on. But I have no problem with staying out here for a few years after college and experimenting. And maybe I will fall in love with it and stay up here. But I don't know. There's something... I don't know if that's just a Texas thing. But. Yeah, I feel like if I'm going to get away from Texas, it's going to be now for, like, right after college. I wouldn't do it. Like, I wouldn't go back to Texas and then come out here, I feel like. I would have to do it right after college. But do you say that with the sort of intention in the back of your mind that I will go back to yeah. Texas? Regardless, I'm going back to Texas. Yeah. Yes. So Emma felt more strongly about that. Yeah. Grace, no, nodded. Sure. Or yes, both of you, oh, yeah. you're definitely going back to Texas. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But don't you also feel now technology-based, and that's a good thing now for many moms out there, we're learning that we can work from home. This was something we couldn't do before. With technology, you can kind of work from wherever in many careers, not all, but most. So would you, would, 
Okay, so now, knowing that you both want to go back to Texas, and let's say you come to New York, would that sort of dictate what career you chose, knowing that it could be something that you could then do from home or when you went back to Texas ultimately or something that could carry over to Texas? Um, I mean, I feel like just from, like, people I've talked to and just people that know that I'm living in New York or whatever, I feel like New York's, like, the real deal. If you can make it there, then you can kind of make it anywhere. So <laughs> as the song I like, says. I feel yes. like that's, like, a reassuring feeling. So if I can do it here, then Dallas or wherever in Texas is no problem. Like, <laughs> So that's, I guess, like, a good thing that's about it. That's a good it. way to look at it. And yeah. how about you, Grace? Do you feel like that, too? I feel the same way. I don't think it would necessarily influence my decision where I worked here. But same deal, you know, having that I worked in New York on my resume, going back to Texas, I feel like you get a lot of experience out here that is valuable. So with fashion, it seems like that's sort of where you're head. I mean, marketing, but also maybe in the fashion world. These are two things you were kind of Mm -hmm. going towards. And Emma, do you feel like that? You have a few things you're sort of leaning towards or you're just still exploratory? Um, I mean, I know what I definitely don't want to do. Which is a huge start. <laughs> so, but I mean, my major, like I'm in corporate communication, but communications, but I'm getting a business foundation certificate and a Spanish minor. So I feel like I've got a, I'm got a lot going on, but like, so I can go in different areas and like form where I need I to I just go. think you should know that Morph Mom is available for you to come stay with me <laughs> and you guys could do it from Texas and help me from there. Um, but so you think that's sort of the – in sort of communication somehow you think you yeah, stay in that? like more um, – I mean, I'm doing – for RBC, I'm doing um, corporate communications and marketing. So more like the business side. Do you guys things. see a lot of kids your age going into marketing? Is that – it seems – I keep hearing marketing with um, my daughter's friends and with – maybe because it's so broad. Yes. It's a lot I of mean, communications and marketing. It is – I feel like we yeah. all kind of go into broad stuff because it gets you – it gives you a lot of options because yeah. you can take it well, in so many hard. different directions. Yeah. yeah. And do you think marketing, because of social media, has become much broader? For sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's more you can do with it now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with social media. It's opened up, like, so many doors. So, okay, so, again, relating back to why we need to learn so much from you guys, social media is terrifying. It's just – it just changes every minute. <laughs> there's, like, a new thing. and how you keep up with it and so a lot of moms starting out who are starting their own things it's really really hard to get it out there and to maintain your life and take care of kids and to stay on top of everything and everyone said post five times a week and there are 82 places you're supposed to be posting so i'm asking you guys to tell us what would your recommendation be so a mom has a new company and she's dealing with life in general what is our best way to approach the world of social media this ever-changing by the minute world of social media I mean, I feel like the most important thing is your followers. That's, you mean, you have to have the followers or else it does you no good. But how do you get the like, okay, Yeah. Take that one step further, even for me. How do you get the, like, what's the best way to do that? Because you guys have thousands, all, all of you guys can do this so quickly and easily. And to us, it's just a foreign language. I don't understand it. I will uh. say coming from owning a company, even though I am a millennial and I love social media, it's really hard to do when you have a lot of other stuff going on. So that's my biggest advice is hire someone to do it yeah. because it's how you get those followers. I feel like it's you post a lot and you're engaged with everyone and it's a whole separate deal. And I think having someone who's really, who's good at it, but you, you have to post a lot. You have to be involved in all the, I don't know, all the different platforms. Yeah, I, I agree. And I feel like now, just with so many everybody's on social media now so it's how can you stand out against Mm -hmm. people that are similar to you like the same type of company like what makes you different so what makes someone stand out to you guys like what makes you follow somebody and they talk about these influencers and Mm -hmm. like so what is it that we could do that would make us stand out to you guys or just in general what give us a tip Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, influencers are important. It really needs to just catch your eye. Yeah. Like, there are so many Instagram posts. You just um, have to, yeah. Yeah. It has to be, um, like, aesthetically pleasing. Is it, like, a video? Or is it the words? Like, is it, does that have anything to do with it? Or not really? I think it's, for me, it's I'm, the image. Yeah, I was about to say, like, it it's, the image. it's the image. And what gets you, so, 
if there's something, again, another tip to a mom out there, like, so do we do Instagram? Do we do Facebook? Again, our age group is probably more on Instagram and, and Facebook, but how often, like how, when are you guys looking and, and uh, what is something that would catch your eye and be like, oh wait, you know what? That you would say to Emma or Emma would say to Gracie, look at this. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Instagram. Um, yeah. Inst- sure. I'm, yeah. I'm more on Instagram. Definitely. I don't really go on Facebook anymore. Really? I don't either, but I feel like, like my mom's more on Facebook yes, than Instagram. Instagram. So okay. it's. Now, this is the next scary thing for us moms. Hashtag. What is happening? <laughs> and why do we have to do that? And what does it mean? It, I mean, it's just a way to get more people to see what you're putting out there. But do you look at this world of hashtags? Is there this weird world that you can get to to see what this I is? I don't, but like, I think a like lot of companies do, or like, yeah, I've only seen it in the context of food Instagrams. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of them use hashtags to, like, so if I did hashtag NYC food, their post would pop up. So it, it's another way to get your post to be seen. Yeah. And if you do something pretty like basic or like if it's about food or something, or even like the restaurant mm-hmm. name, like this is about food, not, you know, right, so right. random, but like, then if you go to that restaurant and you look at the hashtags for that restaurant, then you'll see that person's. And, but then thing. let's say and they have do nothing you do to do that? with, the thing. and then you follow that person. Is that how to get the followers, or does it actually work that way for you guys? For, you oh, more, not for us. It does, but well, yeah, personally, I mean, you yeah. don't do it. But as but a for a company, like a company, yeah, and for you, if you did hashtag morph mom, someone could click on that hashtag and see all of your posts from the past or anything. Like if we if posted we, an Instagram and, and said we're oh, on hashtag right. morph mom, it would pop up. So would you guys do that? <laughs> and everyone out there listening tonight, would you all let's Go just start us. hashtag morph mom, please <laughs> help us moms, please. So Gracie, you mentioned before when you started your company, the way you did it was direct message or no, you put the, you would friend people or follow people. Right. And, I, then have them come back to look at the images? So I started an Instagram account called The Fort Clothing and put a bunch of posts out there. And on Instagram, you can go follow people, and they would get a notification. So Emma would get a notification. The Fort Clothing followed you on Instagram, and usually when someone does that, you click on it and say, oh, what's that? And so in our bio, it was Fort Worth Clothing, and you could see all of the images. And so people would either be like, oh, that's not important to me or get excited about it. It's just a way to... So I guess the bio, not just the visual part of Instagram. So when I click over to see who follows, the first thing I may see is a quick blurb about who you are. So I guess that's another thing we have to think about. Yeah, that's... I feel like, especially if somebody follows me, that's what I'm... If I'm interested, I'll follow them. And if I'm not, I'm like, oh, whatever. Just ignore it. And what will... What's the first thing you look at to see, to decide? I mean, if it's like relatable to me if the bio though or not just the visual always will you read what um, about them well yeah i mean i'd be short yeah like a short quick thing and like if it's good pictures and it looks professional then that's more appealing all right there's a lot for us to learn moms there's a ton okay oh my gosh we have two minutes left this has been crazy informative and i just the hashtag thing everyone out there please do hashtag today (laughs) it's terrifying hashtag morph mom all right so as we close and again the the topic tonight was how gracie chambers and emma rock these two amazing women who are going to come into the workforce just running running out of the gate and just doing amazing things they already have done amazing things and the lessons they're teaching us so we always ask you know what's a lesson you can teach your kids all right i'm going to ask you each to what's a lesson you can teach us moms oh man oh gosh um I mean, I would, my main thing is like, just be courageous. Don't be afraid to try anything new. That's mine. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, yeah, just go do it. I mean, it's easier than you think and get help, seek wisdom. And I mean, we're always looking for jobs. You can hire some of us to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Young people need jobs. And when you guys have your company, will you hire us also? (laughs) Absolutely. You heard it here, everyone. When they're back here in five years, we're going to be able to get jobs with these guys. All right. It has been such a pleasure to have you guys on tonight. Emma and Gracie, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing all of this. And I know sometimes it's not that fun to talk to a mom about this, but it really is so important for us to hear how you guys are doing it. And it's just a new world. And we have to figure out this new world. And it's hard. And it's just great to hear, to see two young women like you guys just not afraid, not afraid to fall, ready to get back up and ready to take on anything. And thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for being an amazing intern, Emma, and my day of 
interviewing women randomly along the street today was amazing. And Gracie, for sharing your story about starting, again, I just have to say, starting and selling a company before she got to college, still amazing. Thank you for being great examples to other women out there trying to figure out what to do. Uh, So everyone, I guess that's it for tonight, and I'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Just behind